come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits? The Saturday Night Freak Show. <laughs> Welcome back, listener, for more adventures in cinema with the Saturday Night Freak Show crew. That includes me. I'm Colin. I'm your host. And a number of other internet luminaries, including... Brent. Sean. Travis. And every week, we watch a movie. One of us picks it, we watch it, we dissect it. For you, the audience, you can find all of our past episodes on SaturdayNightFreakShow.blogspot.com or find them all archived on uh, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Podbay FM, and TuneIn Radio. Uh, you can find all of our stuff there. And on Facebook, we're on Facebook. Everybody's on Facebook. No, they're not. They're on Google+. Plus. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> yes. Are we on Google+. Plus? No, 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 we're not. We're not going. Uh, so tonight's movie was my pick, and it, I picked the uh, Keeping Up the Christmas Spirit established last week with Gremlins. I chose Hardware from 1990. And boy, what a Christmas movie. <laughs> I think a guy just said Merry Christmas one time in the movie. That's it. Yeah, that was yeah. about it. Merry maybe Christmas. Twice. Maybe twice. Yeah. There maybe were rainbow steaks. Or rain, reindeer, reindeer steaks. Yeah. 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 So Hardware is a uh, post-apocalyptic sci-fi horror movie about a uh, uh, basically a woman attacked in her apartment by a robot that her boyfriend brings home in pieces it reassembles itself and then tries to kill her and every other person that uh, walks into that apartment is that pretty much something? that's that's <laughs> yeah. the gist of it. i would yeah. explain it as this is like one of the many like you know in the 90s there was those just those terminator ripoff movies class of 99 and and uh what was it called? Evolver? Remember Evolver? The robot looked like the robots from Chopping Mall. Oh. <laughs> I do remember Chopping Mall. Yeah. Killer yeah, robot movies movie of the late 80s and early 90s. Well, I've always heard that it is like a Terminator ripoff, but, you know, maybe I'm like so far into it. I mean, I do like, I like this movie quite a bit, you know. Uh, so it's like I'm losing the Terminator comparison, so help me out here. It's got a killer robot that wants to kill all of humanity, apparently. But and aside from, like, the kind of skull face design, it seems like, you know, there's, like, a bunch of other, you know, robot uh, or killer android kind of things that this is, like, borrowing from. Well, it's just like, you know, the same way we talk about Friday 13th having clones. It's just the same way, you know. It's just like, yeah, it's not like, you know... Every movie isn't stealing it, but it's still like, eh, hey, girl, getting chased by the robot. You know, there's always the scene of the robot arm, like, re- reaching in for her face, and yeah. she's, like, you mm. know, keeping her head back. Yeah. That's in, like, every one of those movies. Usually that scene doesn't last 20 minutes in other movies, but in this one, <laughs> he keeps reaching. It's almost like he's playing a game of, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you. Yeah. And he's getting closer. What was closer. really the only thing they had animated on the robot was these puppet arms. It's like they had, like, the stationary, well, somewhat stationary robot that kind of moves his head. And then they just had the, yeah. the the arms that you could tell were just human arms and, like, the puppet hands, like, shaking around it. Like, yeah. yeah. This, this robot's, uh, like, a combination of Johnny Five and a Terminator. It's yeah. very, yeah. yeah. Very, it's, it's <laughs> that's very a good way to... Uh, it is. It's very interesting in that regard. Like, from the bottom half down... It's Johnny Five from the top up. It's some weird fucking So that's Terminator. why we're not seeing hardware action figures. Yeah, because I mean, it's kind of hard to even, like, we're not seeing hardware think of what it looks like. Like, is, it, is this, like, the prototype to this? 
what was it, Mark 13? I assume so. I don't know. It's not really clear. I mean, the movie starts off with a uh, zone tripper. I always uh, love it when sci-fi movies are. Yeah. Yeah. The zone trippers. But this guy in a you know black duster, black hat, and a gas mask wandering around in this red you know desert, and he digs up uh, these robot parts in a landmine field. Landfield. Minefield. Thank you very much. There it is. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's the question. Was, uh, you know, was this a prototype model? I suppose it has to be. Yeah, because I was thinking yeah. that that was maybe like a military games field, like where they test the stuff or something. Well, you, I mean, you go, you listen to the end of the movie when he says, they've decided to put the Mark 13 in production. Yeah. yeah get your ass down there and get a job. And that, that you, one Pop. looks considerably different in its design. It's more of like an X thing. You know, it's yeah, like they 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 refer to it like a spider. Well, that's why I, the I wonder if uh, yeah, it has all these uh, different arms and uh, you know killer implements on each one. But the thing's been blown up, so when uh, the Zone Tripper brings it back, he takes it back to a uh, uh, like a junk salesman, which is played by the uh, the dwarf from Willow. Little which, person. Yes. Yeah. When I, I remember when I saw Willow, I like made the comment. I'm like, I never heard that guy have such a high voice because I've always heard the du- you know somebody dubs him in hardware. Oh, right. yeah. He's got this like low voice. And then uh, Dylan McDermott from The Practice, uh, he he shows <laughs> up and buys the stuff for his girlfriend Stacy Travis from Phantasm Two. Yeah. Okay. I will say and Dylan McDermott <laughs> is now going to be Dylan McDermott from Hardware. From there you go, yeah. Dylan like, McDermott from Hardware. That takes place now. And uh, then it reassembles itself. So then I was kind of thinking that like it's it like all the parts weren't there, right? Because it got blown up. Okay. So it's just using whatever it can find within her apartment. Yeah, because it was like an arm, the head. Yeah. Well, like just both arms and the head, right? Yeah. That's pretty much. And of course, um, every killer robot has to have like the saw blade sticking right, out the back right, of it, yeah, just yeah, in yeah. case it needs to get into some hand to hand combat giant or something. Industrial dick. As, uh, <laughs> well, it does. Well, it saw. Well, but it saw because it's like okay, dude takes you know, dude takes the robot to his girlfriend. You know, they have their night of romance, and that's when he turns on, and he's just like watching them have sex, and then you know they talk about how like fucked up this this model was or how saturate like uh like saturation in the uh there's a defect there's a flaw yeah in the head whatever so that's why i picked up the fact that well because she there's like a time at the end which i was really kind of confused about there's like killer robots like it's after it's after she turns around to a computer module and she's like talking to him it's like what the fuck isn't he after her he's got time to like talk to her but he's like i love he's just like so i think the robot thinks it's the dude. I think the robot thinks he's Mo, and that's why he's, he's trying to fuck her with this drill thing, because he's just mimicking what he saw the dude doing to her. Actually, because he's crazy. It seems like yeah. all the like the girl who lives in the apartment, Jill, is the uh, sexual object or the object of the sexual uh, interest of all everything. Of the yes. male. She's characters. like the only female and, in the well, whole true, movie. That's true. But shades the uh, the the that was creepy. The friend. <laughs> He's been looking, <laughs> been looking after her I, I, while I've, Moe's been gone. I've been watching her. <laughs> and then there was that really odd, like, they're hugging, and he's, right. like, this really odd, like, kind of, like, touching the wall and turning around, like, ah! Yeah, oh, oh. <laughs> it's, it's the George McFly walk away. You know? <laughs> it like, was like, oh, yeah. that's okay. Uh. <laughs> Maybe some other time. Yeah. Thanks, Shades. Then there's also, there's Moe, obviously. 
And then uh, the the robot has okay? the uh, the robot has the whatever drill that looks like a penis. <laughs> it is the that, drill penis. I think yeah, at one it point, is. it's not the first robot drill penis I've seen in a movie. That's what's so disturbing about it. You'd think that'd be original, but I want to no. see uh, that Japanese movie Tetsuya the Iron oh, Man yeah, had right. a uh, drill penis. Actually, yeah. Now that you mention it, this movie has a lot in common with that as far as like just you know like wires everywhere and junk kind of i was going to say that's a thing that's fortunate for this robot that like it uh you know it needs spare parts and of course she happens to be a uh you know like a junk artist or something like that something like yeah so it has enough junk hardware see what i did there yeah Yeah. and then there's the creepy neighbor across the way yeah wow yeah that's he was biggest, just there to be creepy. Probably yeah. the biggest slime ball ever in a movie. Why are like, they always like greasy and wet? Like yeah. <laughs> why? I mean, I know fat, it just adds greasy, to the to the creepiness uh, of it all, but ugh. Well, they yeah. give those close-ups too of his mouth when he's talking. He's got like you know whatever saliva or something, uh, you know, like just kind of whenever yeah. his lips part, you know, like you know, like ugh, oh god, it's just yeah. Which is kind of a weird idea that that you're. Uh, the guy that peeps in on you could be your savior. You know, it's kind of like a weird reverse rear window. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> the guy. The it whole is. movie, he's trying to get into the apartment. Actually, you know what's creepy about that guy? Well, I mean, well, plenty creepy about him, but. Uh, his pony he puts tail. on gloves and then, like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then takes pictures over with a telephoto lens. But when they do the pan around his apartment at the beginning, I think before you actually see him, there's a bunch of uh, shoes. Yeah, like little yeah. girl shoes yeah, on the right. wall. Yeah, that's fucking weird. <laughs> like serial killer type. Yeah, shit. yeah. That's why I'm like, is this guy? A, he's not just a peeper. I think he's like a serial killer, unless he's just collecting these things. And he's like, well, when he gets into her apartment, the way he's behaving, like that was more tense than having the robot in there, you know, at the time because he's kind of being goofy but really, really creepy at the same time. Like, I definitely didn't feel safe for her. <laughs> well, with yeah, him in there, he had a rapey vibe. Yeah. yeah, he felt like more of a threat. Because as soon as he walks in, like, the fact that there's a robot in that apartment just kind of goes away. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone just kind of yeah. calms down a little bit. The robot's just, just like, i got to see talking. how this plays out. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, these Dramatic. Yeah. I like well, how it takes that fucker forever to, like, get down a hallway. But when he's ripping up that bed, gone two seconds oh, later. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well, I mean, and basically, it's one room. I mean, the apartment, she says something, I've got a killer android on the loose in my lounge or something, right? Yes. Yeah. Which is basically where her bed is. There's the bed, then there's the window, and behind the bed is the ent- the foyer, and that's and then like over to the right, right whatever the left then would be the kitchen. I guess if you're looking the, at the, the window, is the kitchen in a different corridor or is yes, the kitchen... it's down a little corridor. You can't get out of the kitchen, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. think you can see the kitchen from the bedroom. So there's right. like, and then I think if you go the other way, maybe there's the bathroom. And I think that's the that is the all of the apartment. Yeah, but somehow. They're able to play cat and mouse with this giant fucking robot. Giant robot. He's not even like... Giant, awkward robot. Well, I think he can blend in with all the shit that she's got in there because she's this metal collector, you know. Yeah, that's what they're trying to get across. Yeah. And just the use of uh, the lighting, the way that they light this movie is kind of interesting with just like lots of like slatted, you know, shadows like everywhere. So you can't really see for sure what the hell is going on. I just imagine this thing like... Picking up a plate and putting it in front of its head, hiding in front of it. It's like, ah, oh, you can't see me. I'm just moving over here. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, it hides behind those blinds somehow. It, somehow. It got through the window, <laughs> outside, through the blinds. I'm guessing, I'm thinking she has like a little porch up there. She's got like a she's barbecue. Got, I don't I don't a porch. No, I, I'm like, she's got that little drop off, so maybe it's hanging out down there, but that's. 
Well, it's also one of the first uh, moments where, like, the when the robot attacks the uh, the peeper. I mean, it. Oh, you know who he is, by the way. Anybody fans of uh, the original Michael Keaton Batman film? Oh. Yes. Oh. Remember the detective? What was his name? Uh, oh, really? Is he, uh, uh, Grissom. He says like, so and so. You should think about the future. What yeah, the it's Grissom. That? Was it? No. Wait, who's isn't it's, it? Uh, he's got a stash and a hat. Eckhart. Yeah, Eckhart. No. Yeah, it's Eckhart. Eckhart, think about the future. Yeah, that's yeah, Eckhart. Yeah, 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 Eckhart. Yeah. That yeah. is the same. That wasn't his voice here. in Batman either. <laughs> yeah. So uh, bam. But anyway, like when he kill when the robot kills this guy, it's like your first moment of like gore, and it's yes. like horror movie gore. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, they do a good yeah. job at robot gore. He fucks him with the robot dick. And... Yeah, he fucks him with the robot dick. He drills out or he pokes out both of his eyes. Yeah, that's cool. And then I want to say like he sawed him in half or something. I mean, he did something. I'd be like pulverized that guy. Wasn't there like three things happen? Maybe it was just the robot like, dick going. There's the dick going the through, through all the way through the end. And then he does the, the injection and the, yeah. in the neck. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, that was cool. Everybody he dies. Is... He's got the injection where... And then he slams his head on the floor for a little you right. love Right, and there's guts. a little bit of brain matter like, yeah. coming out the back. Yeah. That was funny because yeah. there's that Asian lady that knocks on the <laughs> ceiling when she's working on her metal work, and then when he's hitting his head on the floor... Shameful. Yeah, she's Not like, ah, just, yeah. That was funny. those kids getting wild upstairs in the apartment. Yeah. Yeah, this is you're dealing <laughs> what was the scene before that, before all the attacks happened, we when uh Dylan first comes back Mo when Mo first comes back from his walk. Max as they call him. Yeah. Which has gotta be a, a subtle jab to Mad Max. Do they call uh, him maybe. Max? They call him Max for a little Shane calls him Max a couple times in the beginning and then it goes away. Well, because Mo says don't call me that. Right. <laughs> so like it feels like feels like a joke. Like yeah. like Mad Max, get it? Right. Eh? Yeah. Right. Like, don't call me that. Could be. And as she's working away on her sculptor, like after they do it, after this amazing like shower slash bedroom love scene. Blue light. Blue lights. Blue oh, lights. Yeah. Yeah. Blue light love scene. Yeah. It's got it's, your it's, Italian horror movie lighting going on. It really does. The red and the blues. You got the reds right and the blues. And, yep. Because, yeah, and this is even a world where you get the impression that the the sun doesn't really shine. Right. I mean, Smog. It's this orange haze. Um, doesn't sound like it rains anymore. They have... No. Any sort of weather other than just hot and shitty. Yeah. But where was I going with this? <laughs> she's oh yeah, she's she's working on the sculpture and like uh, Mo is just sleeping right through it and she's just going going to town on this fucking thing. Him and his robot hand. And then later yeah, on, yeah, with a sander, like a grinder yeah. or something on sander. The same thing happens with her. She's asleep after smoking her joint cigarettes. Her major, major good vibes. Uh, good vibes. Major yeah, cigarettes. Good vibes. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, the only thing, like, this robot is, like, getting ready to attack her. And while she's asleep, and the only thing that wakes her up is, like, burning her fingers. Right. I don't know why I brought that up. But <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's strange. Because yeah, the like, whole thing reassembles itself, and she doesn't hear, like, it tapping into the power grid. And all these alarms. Like, this movie is full of, that apartment has just, like, klaxon alarms for, like, everything. Yeah. If somebody's calling, if there's a timer going off. If there's a power drain, it's just like this, like barrage of noise, like you know, at all points in time. There's always flickering lights. Yeah. And the voice, like in one of the warnings, was that Siri? 
Sounded like yeah, Siri. That's what I was thinking. It sounded like, uh, what's not. her name? Uh, Thigpen? Marge Thigpen or something like that? Uh, I used to do Carmen, like Carmen Sandiego, the voice for oh, that. Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah. That's maybe. who it sounded like. I, I didn't. I forgot to look, look in the, the credits, end, yeah. yeah, but that's who it sounded like for a few things. Yeah, I but I figured wrong. that's going to be like the Siri of the future. Right. right. It's the voice yeah. of both, you know, Basically. Ev- every computer in the in the movie has that voice. Yeah. Mother. Yeah. Well, there you go. Mother. Yeah. It mother. is mother. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of where I thought that that movie, you know, when when you have, like, you know, a gore at that level, which is kind of odd for a science fiction movie, <clears throat> that really it, it becomes like a horror movie because then yeah. you've got... Oh, you mean girl. like Terminator? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, but there was nobody getting their eyes drilled out well, by, like, an industrial, you know, like, drill dick. In, <laughs> you know, Terminator. I mean, like, that seems like to have crossed the line into, like, I don't know. Well, I mean, but that's what happens when Terminator... Comes out in eighty four. This, this is ninety one. You got to up it. Is this an R or this? Is this harder? This was. Uh, there were some cuts to make it an R. So this is the unrated version, I believe. Yeah, I was gonna say it's pretty. It's pretty. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a guy fantastic. getting. Uh, he gets cut in half by a door later yeah, on. One of the security yeah. guys, and you that's, knew that was happening. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but that's fantastic as well. Yeah. I mean, the door slices yeah. the guy in half. The guy who's he shoots trying the other to pull him out. Yeah, he shoots the other guy <laughs> in the head accidentally. And the other guy's trying to pull him out. He slow motion stumbles away with his lower torso. Blood spraying everywhere. Everything in slow-mo. I mean, oh, so like, much slow motion in this movie. And oh, these boy. amazing like guitar ballads. Oh, oh yeah. my God. What's going on? It's, <laughs> like I said, this it started out as a movie. I don't know. I thought they were out of like... It's like ended. spaghetti western kind of music. But it's not even like that. It's like It's like... It's like Miami Vice, yeah. like, I gotta <laughs> yeah. talk to you about something serious, like... <laughs> That's what I love about it, like, ballads. the... It's so ballads in slow motion, scene. and... Uh. Like, it's the last, like, sound effect or music that you'd expect to be in that scene, and it's there, and it's like, yes! This <laughs> it is it's there. It's just there for sensation. Like, I was thinking yeah. the opposite. Like, the, the there's the Die Hard ending where they think they kill the robot, and they're like, get down! And they start... And then when they start shooting the robot, there's oh, just this awesome. like the door opens, the robot's on fire. There's like, like six guys suddenly there, like just blasting the shit. Out of my yep, God, <laughs> yes. I I kills a baby. Orgy of violence. It's gone. An orgy of violence. It really yeah, killed that fucking robot like eight times. Yeah. That see that might Let's be my it. concession to like the uh, to the idea that it rips off the Terminator, where it has like <laughs> the, the multiple endings. where, like, ah, thank God it's dead. Oh, thank God. Oh, here oh. it comes <laughs> again. Oh, thank God. It's, ah, it's dead. Oh, you know, it'd be it awesome comes. if we did it five more times. <gasps> yeah. So you're saying <laughs> they'll never kind see of this got, one coming. Uh, it dragged the idea the multiple endings. Yeah, yep. it was like 12 endings. There was. No, when they <laughs> shot that thing out the window and they're all gathered around it, because immediately as, as that robot goes out the window, like, that robot is gone and out of everybody's head. It's like, baby, I love you. I'll, I'll never leave again. And it's like, Shades is like, I, 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 I gotta go. I gotta leave. Shades who dropped acid at some Shades point. Shades who dropped acid in the 80s. Still, somewhere in the 80s. Somewhere in the 80s. is still going. <laughs> I was gonna say, the script had out. to be written in the 80s. Oh, boy. Main characters, they were Mo. And Shades, his best friend. Like, and Shades. He, oddly enough, fuck? he wore sunglasses. Oh my the god! Movie. <laughs> yeah. What are the odds? But yeah. remember, Iggy Pop says in the beginning, "Make sure you're wearing your shades." Yeah, you yeah. yeah, but nobody. But else. I'm just yeah. saying, it comes with the classic. Like my favorite '80s best friend name is from Teen Wolf. 
Styles. Styles. Right. Yeah, so it's just one of those things where it's just like, no one has that name except for friends from the 80s. Yeah. John really Hughes is. movies and shit. Ducky yes. and whatnot. I'm just going to start calling you Styles. 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 What's up, Styles? Uh, you mentioned Iggy Pop. There's some other cameo appearances. Lemmy. Uh, Lemmy. Motorhead just kind of shows up. Shows up to play his own music. Which is cool. I like that. It was what? nice. He's like a cab driver yeah. in like a, uh, a canal or something, but I like like the detail again that like the water's all yellow and yeah. nasty. Oh, it's got that like, like radiation, yeah, yeah, like yeah. whatever you want to call it, bubble. I don't even yeah. know what you want to. It call, looks like you call bubble bath shit. or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever you call it, yeah, I don't even know what you call it. It's that like buildup, yeah, that white yeah. froth, <laughs> radiation froth, radiation froth. And the guy, the zone tripper at the beginning, that's uh, Carl McCoy from the band Fields of the Nephilim. Oh, like who? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I got you. I'm with you on that one. Fields of the Nephilim. That's like three. Right. Their greatest hits. I forgot all What was that guy's On cassettes. Yeah. The zone tripper? He was like he was like the dude from Hellraiser where he like, it almost seems like there was a purpose for it. Like I imagine there's multiple stories where the zone trooper just comes in and brings something else, and then you get another right? movie out of that. Right? No, that's that's no what I imagine. Like he shows up and just other shit. Yeah, yeah. He's the walking dude. He's the guy right. who brings bad news whenever wherever he goes. I just don't know why I went back to him at the end, as if the, it did have like something. Like it could happen again. Yeah. Or like He's what, will he still, find next? Right. Yeah. I think that's what it's that sets up. It's just his arrival spells doom. And he's going to go da, da, somewhere da, else. The pariah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it could be. Hmm. Well, that's... Uh, this. There, there's a certain level of frustration that comes from a film that takes place all in one location. Um, and those are the few times, like with those cameo appearances, that we are out of the apartment. I think they're both before we actually get to the apartment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you really don't know what you're in for, because once you get in that apartment, you're not leaving. Like, well, they did, like, yeah, I mean, at the beginning, I mean, because, you know, obviously it's a low-budget movie, and, you know, I mean, that's why when I look at it, it's like, I like the fact that they've got, you know, the, they have enough detail or world-building where they have, like, you know, brand names on the, you know, whatever, the cigarettes, you know, the yeah. the milk substitute in the refrigerator, yeah. you know, the, everything seems to have, like, brand names and has, like, a function within that world. They've You know, when she's checking out the TV, there's commercials you know, there's news reports. I mean, they really do try That's, to. Expand. I do have to add, since you mentioned that, that the uh, TV news reporter in this was the captain of the Red Dwarf Jupiter mining uh, uh, ship in the BBC show Red Dwarf, who was also in, I guess, a cut scene from Aliens. In the extended edition. The Indeed. the leader of the uh, group of people that are terraforming Alpha. What is it called? LV426. LV426. <laughs> Or so. a- Acheron at some point in some novelization uh-huh. or uh, like yeah, but like anyway, just uh, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure people know that. Oh, yeah. I get excited when I see that guy. <laughs> he was really good in in Red Dwarf. He just gets your robot dick, <laughs> and going. he's only in a few things. Yeah, doesn't take much. <laughs> <laughs> More cameo appearances and Gwar. Gwar shows up. Gwar shows is up. In this. But uh, their music, their it's like a music video for Gwar, but the music that's actually playing is Ministry. It's very weird. Yeah. Well, there's like lots of weird images. Yeah. Lots. Lots. Yeah. Of lots. <laughs> this weird is images. the imagery, and like you're saying, Colin, like all the uh, props and this world. I mean, there's so so much in it. I mean, it's a very uh, substantial world that they build within this apartment. So yeah, you are stuck in this apartment for the whole movie, but. There's plenty of stuff to look at, and you know, 
eye candy up to the gills even in the refrigerator they have the different types of food that they're eating in the future and it's like the lactose something yeah lactoplasm lactoplasm and what was the milk there was some kind it of like said weird... like 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 synth, synth synth milk yeah synth milk or yeah. Some, something like that yeah well, even at the beginning when they when they did try to, like, you know, open the... Because that's, you know, knowing that your film's going to take place in one location, a small location, you know, they go... There's a couple scenes where it looks like Mo and Shades are wandering through, like, a junkyard or something, where there's a couple guys in the background, like, poking around. It's like, this is, you know, some kind of... I don't know if it, it is New York, or they said they're going to... They need they to, go to, go to New York. They want to go to New York. So yeah. we don't know where this is. It's some futuristic city that yeah. looks like it's been bombed to shit. But then uh, there's another scene where they're going through like these vendors and stuff, getting closer to the apartment where building where Jill lives, and that's like kind of densely packed with all this kind of futuristic, you know, like grubby looking people doing whatever. And then when they get into the apartment, then that whole place has been tra- there's goats and cows, yeah. and, like <laughs> stock auctions and some guy like carving a, you know. So I mean, it's that kind of like okay, so we knew you know that eventually we're gonna have just like three people in this movie. So we need to like establish something like of the bigger world outside, right. and so those scenes are like you know I mean you know I'm just thinking again it's low budget all that stuff adds you know character and yeah. flavor to it and that's kind of cool that they yeah you know, did it you're right because then you, you always you're aware of that world outside the apartment the yeah. whole time you're stuck inside of it yeah because I saw that 3D movie Journey to the Center of the Earth. And there's literally four people in that movie. No extras, no nothing. It's just four people. Right. And it's like, I didn't notice it really until like more of the end. I'm like, God damn it, wait a second. There's no people on the streets. There's no cars driving by. There's nobody on bicycles. There's nobody. What is with this movie? I know. With with this one, at least you know that Lemmy is out there somewhere. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Always in your head. Right. Yeah. I guess what you're, you you know, the journey to say, you get like, it's a very sterile kind of, you know, and, you know, you can tell everything's CG around them. You know, in Journey to the Center of the Earth, you can tell it's a very, like, sterile environment, which Mm. is these, like, four people where, like, these things, I mean, they're older, you know, with this 1990, but, you know, just the fact that, you know, yeah, I'll take a soundstage stuffed to the gills with props and characters over CG any day. Like, and that's I, that's what I, the feeling I got from those early scenes was. It was, it was a soundstage, but man, it was so well. I thought that's what they shot in Morocco. All the sandy beaches. Yeah, I think all the desert the, stuff was uh, Morocco. Right. The, yeah. Wandering around the red. Yeah, but like it, there's no no color. It's just red. red. I, like that I mean, I wonder red. if it was supposed to be orange, but you know, floor to ceiling. When I color treating is kind of like this is brand new and crazy. When it's I, yeah, red. I, maybe I've seen it so many times on video where it does kind of read as orange, but I can't remember what the original. I mean, I saw this in the theater back in the day, and I don't remember. I remember there was like not very many people in the theater. It's kind but, of theatrical uh, release. <laughs> Did oh, you yeah, think yeah, that Dylan McDermott was going to be a star? Like I he mean, thought he was going to be yeah. a star. <laughs> yeah, because oh, yeah. I mean, I remember. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember the ad was like him, you know, in that kind of noir lighting, standing at the, you know, against the, uh, you know, the blinds down the hallway with or... the city behind him or whatever, and he's like, "Survival of the fittest." I mean, that was like the the clip <laughs> yeah. from the ad. I'm like, you know, this is going to be like, you know, some action star or whatever. And I guess I know that when I saw it originally. The movie that I got was different than what I expected based on the trailer, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's been like over the years, kind of, I've come to appreciate it more as like, you know, this is an exercise in what you can do with the very limited resources, you know, 
trying to do a killer robot movie that you know yeah. the the extravagance is unspent in the uh you know like the situation you know trying to populate it with you know make the world somewhat believable yeah and try to like how do you you know you know construct all this stuff and uh you know it you know i, I think we were talking about it earlier it's like i think it becomes a horror movie once you know that robots come to life and is chasing her around the apartment you get the gore effects and all that it really is like the killer in the house you know who can right. pop out at any time and you know at that point when the robot shows up it does become a horror film like straight up hardcore horror film which is awesome right yeah, i mean yeah. like, <laughs> it is and i like that early on like you don't get a lot of exposition the way you do in most movies but through their relationship you, you get this backstory between uh, Mo and uh, Jill. Jill, yeah, where you, you know, like, you, you get the sense that Mo likes her more than she likes him. Yeah. Um, you know, she's weird. Why the fuck do I let you in here? Mo? Yeah, yeah. Why do I keep letting you in here? And, well, it's because he keeps leaving. She, you know, well, she thinks drifter, he's part of some like the core. Yeah, military outfit or he's something not. like that, but. And I like that. I like that that they were able to like keep that a secret from the audience, like the whole time. You know, what, like you were saying about how it doesn't just fucking, you know, expose everything. It's just not exposition to get to know the characters. Where, you know, he keeps leaving all the time, and she fucking hates it. And and but you know, he has to do it because he needs to be a scrapper or a fuck right. he is. You know, he needs to. I'm never leaving you since again. He's not an army guy. I can get something together well, around here. And, then, and makes right. it, you know, like early on, they basically set up the idea that he's a liar, right? Because like the way that he gets to the robot, they're in the junk shop, and the little guy who owns the place goes in the back for something. So the zone tripper comes in, they buy the stuff off of him, and then from that moment on, he for, to everybody that he talks to, he passes. I found right. this thing. This yeah, is I something this. I found. Huh. You know, it becomes like, you know. Yeah really easy for him to do that so i guess it's kind of setting that up and then later with his robot hand yeah his okay, so his we're pretty sure that's the robot hand, hand from starship troopers starship troopers and surf ninjas oh, yeah. and surf ninjas <laughs> leslie nielsen's robot hand from surf ninjas it's gotta be sure. the same one well, that's like, I, I, the 20th century fox make starship troopers and i like how it doesn't uh, Columbia, art- articulate totally like the index finger and the pinky don't bend if you watch this he's always got it fully extended Moving around, it's just like, damn, that, that glove's not doing so well. Yeah. You need to get it's that thing tweaked. Thick glove. There's a yeah. problem with those robot hands. Yeah, they're always just too thick. They always just look right. like... His hand looks like it's double the size of his normal hand. Why would he need a bigger robot hand than his other hand? It's, yeah. It's Plus, he takes it in the shower with him. And he's, grabbing, <laughs> yeah. he's grabbing her ass with it. Yeah. Like, Wouldn't that like, thing be the, short now? Or like, or, like, grab it with the one when you can feel something. Like, I'm, right. I'm hoping... Well, we don't know the technology here. This is That's true. Right. He could feel something through that, but... He could have... Go with Old Faithful. Go with what you got left. He or... <laughs> However you want it, baby. He's got his own robot dick. And well, it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it depends on. I don't know what the gap is between the, the first Mark Thirteen robot and this hand. But as we all know, as we spoil this movie, like the Mark Thirteen can't handle water, right? I mean, it right. shorts it out. Yeah. So what about his hand? Well, it's got to be a special. Well, that's made his head thing. Like the the Mark's head. It's only his, his head? head. Yeah, that's what they were talking about. Right, that's the, the flaw. Yeah, like, the, the, the humidity is, can okay. build up in like, that. Yeah, whatever. Uh, we're, we'll assume they've worked out that kink for like his hand. For hand. Like that's technology <laughs> you need to be able to get wet. Right. Like you can't. We're, they're living in a future where you still need to bag your hand before you go in the shower. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. 
hopefully they've worked that out at this point. I think those little touches are, you know, just cool. I mean, I don't know if that's a throwback to, like, what are we talking about? Like, cyberpunk or something like that? Where, like, everybody's been bio-enhanced, yeah. bio-modified. Yeah. Except well, for shades, shade needed some like you know. I was waiting for like mirror eyeballs. Right, I was waiting, right, right, I was right, waiting for the shades some. to come off and something <clears throat> be fucked up. But yeah. no, he's just shades. But are those three D shades? Because they look just like the three D glasses <laughs> at the theater. He's seeing like something crazy. Yeah, um, he's seeing after he's trained. But let's stay yeah. in that shower scene for a second. Oh, that amazing shower! <laughs> that scene. is amazing. Like yeah. the way they shoot that. It's amazing in that it's not amazing. So, well, the, the idea that the it's, way it's shot. Yeah, how how you only see. Uh, Mo, and then like you, and then she see comes these in. These arms come out, like these spider-like arms that are, and then you realize it's her, and then you realize, yes, oh, this wow. is they're gonna get it on. Now you're just Which making is, me think. Now that connects with that image of the Mark 13 with the four arms, and right. with uh, is it Kali or whoever the Indian deity is that is shown on Shades. Um, Oh, I got I got yeah, those tapestry. two connections. I don't I don't know if they had the forethought to connect the shower scene with those two, but yeah. I, I, I do get the the, the, the Mark cool. the Mark thirteen with the <laughs> uh, Kali and the multiple arms. I yeah. Saw, yeah, I got that connection because mm. they for no other reason than they and it's flashed Kali one like to the, the god other. of death or something or like what is her? Kali is the god of. Nope. We're sorry. God of war. Kali. That would also tie in with this. Indian friends, please write us at Saturday Night Freak Show at yahoo.com. Yes. Well, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of strong imagery in this film, but that was something that stood out to me, and I didn't connect it to the robot right away. But you're right, it is. You know, I mean, it's that. It was more the arachnid thing, you know, like her arms revealing that she's also in the shower. It was just cool. I mean, mm-hmm. and then again, I think they had the guitar playing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of times they didn't have it playing in the background. Yeah. Imagine like it's. Well, I'm sure you've watched this film loyal listeners but uh imagine it's like top gun the top gun themes <laughs> it's the, the top, top guns themes cousin is what this is. it's yeah. not even it's well is this the uh, wait so that you're talking about the the this is what you want this, this is, is what, what you get, get. that one oh, that's uh, public image limited P I L. Well, but i'm talking about just like the guitar he, he was talking about the guitar just like the, it's uh, Simon balance. Boswell as the composer. So I don't know what else he's done. Though. I know Amazing. he did a video game I played a long time ago called Burn Cycle. That's dating Whoa. me. And uh, I want to say he did uh, Clive Barker's Lord of Illusions. Whether or not he's done anything since Quick, then, I am not 100% sure. Probably Richard Stanley, the director's other movie, Dust Devil. Dust Devil. Dust Devil. Yeah, this guy. So Richard Stanley, he's an interesting cat. Whenever you hear him talking, he's like, uh, you know, just you want to listen to him. He can, you know, he talks a mile a minute. You know, very interesting, kind of weird. But apparently he made this film based on a short, which was The Adventures of Shades and Mo. I think it was called like the (laughs) Sea of Perdition or something like that. And then uh, he made, uh, he got in with the Weinsteins, who I think picked this movie up after it was independently produced and released as Miramax. So then he went off and made Dust Devil. He's from South Africa, so they went back and made this movie Dust Devil, which the Weinsteins hated. They cut the shit out of it and released it, and it didn't do anything. And that basically, uh, you know, well, actually, after that, he got a job doing uh, The Island of Dr. Moreau with Val Kilmer yeah. and Marlon Brando. However, 
either because I'm like, is this guy just like dope to the gills all the time? Is he maybe not a great filmmaker? There's something wrong with something there because that's like two movies, right? Then he gets his big shot at a studio film, gets fired like before they, I think like five days into shooting, right? I think either Val Uh-oh. Kilmer or Marlon Brando had it in for him, fired him. He, because that's a special effects movie, Right, and everybody's in makeup. Yeah. He got the special effects guy to put him in like dog boy makeup or whatever. He snuck back out of the set of his movie. I don't, yeah. So that's kind of to do what? I don't yeah. know, just to see what's going on or be a terrorist. I have no idea. So the uh, and then since then he's done like a bunch of documentaries. Like one of his documentaries, he went off and lived with. Uh, I want to say he lived with the Mujahideen in Afghanistan. In another one, he went off and. Uh, like, was trying to find the Holy Grail. Like, some of these are on the Dust Devil disc. I watched them, and they're not very good. Uh, and then he's gotten back into, like, feature films, uh, doing shorts for, um, like, these omnibus horror films. Like, uh, one of them was called, man, what was that called? The Theater Bazaar. Mm. And I think maybe he's a part of the Profane exhibit or something like that. But So he's still working. He's still writing stuff. He wrote a movie called The Abandoned that was part of the eight films to die for i think the first one of those that came around so he's still doing stuff but he is very eccentric and so it's kind of i still think this is his best one <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah that sounds like it i mean yeah that's the only one i've seen but it's a very i think it's a powerful like it's heavy with vision and ideas it's heavy it's very heavy very heavy i don't know if it's Great Scott. i don't know if it succeeds on story i mean essentially you re- you summed it up with what like two sentences yeah it's yeah i mean it's, it's the style it's how you do it's the terminator thing. Yeah. right <laughs> actually okay, okay, Travis so did it with one well, no i gotta bring something else in here because uh <laughs> three we'll syllables down, we'll get down to one word <laughs> no, even, four even though everybody <laughs> even though everybody accuses it of being a terminator ripoff it turns out that uh this movie was sued successfully by the creators of 2000 AD, the comic. Oh, yeah? Because there was a story. It's oh. based, they basically, without paying for it, adapted or took some part of a story that was in 2000 AD. Is that AD. what the Adventures of Moe and Shays were? Was no, the that 2000 was, AD story? 2000 AD was about the killer robot in the refrigerator and getting killed in the water, like, in the shower at the end. Like, that is, like, I've seen those panels. Funny. Like, wow. that's right out of, so this basically, and now that, you know, after seeing Dread... I'm watching this going like, holy shit, this is the world of Dread. Yeah, for those that don't know, 2000 AD is the comic magazine from Britain that Judge Dread comes from. I was going to do a list, but I don't know who else comes from 2000 AD. <laughs> I'm American. There's that, and apparently hardware comes unofficially from 2000 yeah. AD. But yeah, I mean, it has like, you know, that could be like a mega city or whatever that's going on there. Oh, yeah. Outside is the, you know... Well, that's really kind of what's, well, sucks, but it's one of those things you kind of, they, I mean, I think they make the movie to where you don't think about it, but you see she lives, like, on the top floor of some high-rise, you know, there's obviously some city, but you don't see, like, a skyline in the movie, yeah, like, at all. outlines of a few buildings, and that's kind of it. Yeah, unless, oh. unless it's looking from her window, yeah. you see a skyline in her window, but nowhere else. And you see the, yeah, it's kind of they're like the smokestacks. Yeah, you see a lot of yeah. Well, yeah, you see a lot of that. 
a lot of just pipes and smokestacks and like a a nuclear uh it's like an oil refinery or something you just got up and shot like oh Mm -hmm. it's beautiful you know but uh there was a shot early on of like skyscrapers and a bunch of smog and yeah. i'm like where the hell did they shoot what am i looking at i don't know right. what city that but it was. is it's nondescript because it looks like they you know just put a bunch of tall buildings together like oh it's a city yeah i don't think it's any place specific like i think it's just composite of buildings but i don't know that's any supposed to be any specific place because they right. don't really say yeah so that, they just want to get to new york they just want to go to yeah. new york yeah. But it would apparently take a lot because of what Shades was listing off at the beginning of the movie. Right. Six million miles of copper cabling. And what's the currency? Because they were talking early on about, what was it, 30 Cs? Mm-hmm. So what are the Cs? Credits. Evans, ah, yeah. credits. I'll, I'll go with that. Big generic sci-fi. Yeah, credits. Like, it's always credits. 30 Cs, yeah. Yeah, credits. And it's they funny. got the, the DOS operating systems on all the yeah. computers, which was kind of awesome. It's funny you guys bring up dread. I always I got a slightly dread vibe-ish from this, like not even dread, dread, but judge dread, like the Stallone one. Mm-hmm. Just like because I always remember that big uh, robot that they bring oh, to life later yeah. in the movie. Yeah, kind of felt like mm-hmm. part of this world a little bit. Like that's what first popped in my head watching all this stuff. I'm like, oh, that seems kind of like. So it's funny you guys bring that up that some of the stuff was from that. Yeah, yeah, except for the only like security. In this film, they're wearing football pads from the yeah. Road Warrior. Well, that's what you do. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah there you go. Yeah. Hey, whatever protects, that's man. That's just splatter punk. Yeah. 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 Splatter punk. Yeah. Shave, your, shave a mohawk, put on some football pads, yep. get a doom buggy. Get a, get a man. rule the <laughs> get goddamn... Get a boy child, a boy child servant. The, the well, dudes. yeah, the kid that gets in the chaps. head, he looks like Lance from Apocalypse Now. He's got the red bandana. Oh. He's all, yeah... He's Larry Fish burned out. <laughs> All of these rich, rich characters. Going these on. rich, and rich they characters. look like the characters were rich. I do. They, I do. I don't know if they uh, those characters were developed to, to the point where you could appreciate them. Yeah, the same. They didn't like they're borrowing from those characters, but it's only the fashion. Yeah, but it you seemed know. like everybody in that world, I don't know, maybe I'm giving it too much slack. But like, everybody <laughs> in that probably. world like <laughs> probably everybody in that world knows each other and so like you don't have to go out of your way to like explain and it's like are they types? I don't know. You know, it's like you got Chief and the other dude. The yeah. fact that they get or in whatever, Vernon, his lackey, that they're the two security guys mm-hmm. for the building. But the fact they get one scene together where they're playing chess. And so you kind of get the older guy, like, you know, giving the younger guy, like, the, you know, I used to, be, and he tells him something about, like, how to beat robots or whatever robots yeah. do. Sacrifice. Robots don't understand it, neither do morons. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Very good. Yeah. Um, so it sketches in, kind of, and then you got the Asian family downstairs. Yep. You know, I mean, it sketches in that kind of, the, the world that they live in, you know? So, I mean, it, it makes it feel more... The uh, yeah the the Asian family and even Shades like they look like I mean they're keeping up their places really well like mm. in this post-apocalyptic you know trash everywhere bombings whatever crashings uh like their their two apartments just look like immaculate and perfect almost like they're living in a different time zone or time or time different time how much credit do we have to give Blade Runner on this movie. Uh, uh, I don't think a I lot think, at all. I think a little bit know. when they're hanging out the window, the kind of the cityscape kind of looked Blade Runner-ish a little bit. But other than that, well, some of the like lighting, I thought you know, with the anytime you get you know like uh, you know those Venetian blinds and you know that really dark kind of noir lighting, always seems to be like you know this you're is going after that alien. Kind of, 
It's the lived-in world. It's the lived-in future. See, I got a lot of alien out of it, too, when she's wandering around with a blowtorch. And if they've got that door, you know, the door seals right. uh, down up the middle, you know, spreads apart, and then it's got the hydraulics. Yeah. And so that feels like that's something out of, like, an alien ship. And yeah, at some point, she's wandering around looking for the robot. She's so, got much, a little... so much sci-fi has used that splitting door oh, yeah. technique. But it, I don't it necessarily like... nail it down to alien, but the blowtorch helped. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of, yeah, it's an amalgamation of a bunch of science fiction Indeed. stuff. Indeed. Amalgamation of a bunch of better science fiction movies, I well, will say that. Well, see, this is the thing. <laughs> I mean, again, I'm going off of the idea of picking these movies on, like, okay, we've seen Alien, and we've seen, you know, whatever, the, you know, Pacific Rim, and, like, those are the ones you go see. Right. So it's like, if you're, now you've seen all that, and you're like, what else can I fucking do? You got, like, well, you know, there's this movie, Hardware, that's actually pretty decent from the 90s that does, you know, like... You know, it's it's interesting, I think, in some ways where, you know, it's kind of this handcrafted little thing that, you know, got overlooked or not. It's a cult deal now, I guess, Yes. ever since it came out on uh, on Blu-ray again. So I guess that's what it's kind of like, you know, look at it from the point of view of, you know, it's not going to compete with... Well, no. You know, alien I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect it to, like right. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, is it a cool little diversion? It's like, you know, are you glad to have seen it as a, you know... It's like, hey, here's a story about a killer robot. I mean, yeah, it, it it is about how you do it. It's not, you know, I wouldn't say that it's like filled to the brim with cliche. It, I like the way that it kept like introducing kind of new stuff. Like now, Shades is like, what the fuck is he doing? Oh, he's like praying to whatever. And then you know, and then the next scene, you got like the lecherous guy crying. Like, who saw that coming? It's a movie about a killer robot <laughs> chasing a girl around. Yeah. <laughs> but it but it's about so many other things. This, like stuff. <laughs> well, so. that's the thing, and that might be what like my problem with it. Like, I was hoping for more of a through line, and then it gets in these other ideas, and then it kind of goes off and off and off. Mm. It just takes little departures along the way. Unfocused? I think so. It doesn't feel... It, it, yeah, it doesn't... It's not focusing on one thing and going with it. It wants to be like, oh, wait, look at this. Oh, wait, look at this. And then mm. it gets to the end, and then it just goes... See, I would have actually everywhere. liked that. It's just, I don't think the action, like, kept it up. I mean, I, I kind of like that the story bounced around. Well, not even the story, just whatever. So were you not satisfied with... Each no, because the, the killer robot was, like, non-threatening. You know, it was a killer <laughs> robot in one room, non-threatened. You know, it's just like, yeah, he kept popping up and chopping people up. But it's just like, other than that, like, I don't know, it was just... The randomness to it. just it didn't kinda, work. The randomness to it, I think, kind of depletes any, um, any any tension you have towards the robot, I think. You're saying what, the randomness of... Uh, it's just as a tag. Because they were like trying to make it like an alien movie. movie, right? Where you're in the dark, then the alien can drop down from the ceiling and eat you. But it's just like he's this big ass fucking robot <laughs> hiding in a. Where is he hiding? I mean, is he on the ceiling? There's that. I mean, in a different time, I probably would think different about this movie. But yeah, well, yeah, like just the randomness of you know what it goes off into. Um, I mean, you come into that. What's interesting, is the little parts when you know when the creepy guy from across the street comes over and that turns into a whole little thing which to me doesn't like has nothing to do with the robot and i think like i'm you know pick what you want to do here you got to go with the robot or go off on this stuff yeah but the audience wants to see that guy get his well i mean yeah right and then you gotta think was he i mean he's just introduced 
to get killed. Well, well, I, I well yeah, because the movie but, needed victims. Right. And she's the survivor, just like any Halloween movie. Or, like, you need to, like, <laughs> this is the person running away. Yeah. But so I, I think we that, still need action. That scene is a little bit better than just, you know, a victim. It's, like, the way that they're playing that out between Jill and well, the neighbor. That's good. But it's, he's just like, what? He stands by some blinds, and she's like, I don't remember closing those, and he just pops out of the blinds. It's like, where the fuck, where is this robot? Did he go outside somehow? (laughs) Those those Robot was out taking a smoke going, oh, fuck, dude's at the blinds. Those blinds might as well be like a curtain, you know, on a play, because that whole thing, like, to me, the whole movie's worth it just for that scene, just the way that he acts it, and he's, you know, she's all stopped talking, and he's like... Oh, do you mind if I sing? And, you know, he takes the torch from her. And the whole time I'm thinking, man, this guy's going to kill her. Or, you know, something's going to happen. Like I was, like I said, more concerned about that neighbor than the killer robot. The killer robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, the blinds. And yeah, I, I don't think the that that's, well, is it I don't think that's bad, though. It's because the killer robot, like, well, I mean, I guess that's the thing, too. Or maybe that's just the structure of these type of movies where, you know, we know that Final Girl being Jill in this case, right, is going to make it the whole way through the movie, or we assume. There's one moment where maybe she got killed, but it it turns out she wasn't. Um, So then you have to, like, and it all takes place in a room. That was, like, the fourth ending. Yeah, and we'll talk about that one, too. (laughs) That's the other one, then. So you have to contrive all these reasons why... She wouldn't get killed right away. Well, I just need to know where the robot... I mean, they gotta see... The robot is, like, the size of a fucking... A dude, basically. Yeah, it's a, it's I mean, a man I mean even a robot bigger than that. Suit. He's, like, a big, round thing. I mean, he's huge, he's really. loud, and... He, I, don't, I just don't know where he's hiding. <laughs> he's in the kitchen. That's a fair... Apparently, and then <laughs> he was outside. When you're, when you're in the, the bathroom, he's in the kitchen. And then when you're in the kitchen, he's in the And then he was hanging from the building. Yeah. When they're building this suspense, you know, you shouldn't... Be wondering that maybe they failed with well, that. Well, you have to. No, you have to but, wonder because that's the surprise. Is where is the thing hiding it? I mean, really, I'll if he was like Lincoln a small robot, right away. <laughs> when's but, this thing gonna come out and get Lincoln, the neighbor? And then when he's like, "Right, your blinds are closed," he gives him a reason because he wants the blinds open so he can take more pictures of her when she's naked. But you know, right then, it's like, oh shit, the fucking robots like hanging out. So, you know, but why are outside. the blinds closed? Yeah. So this is my problem. Well, that's the only thing. Why it's a thinking closed? robot. Did it say, well, you know what? Shit, there's someone at the door. I'm going to go hang out outside and close the blinds, and I, maybe he'll leave. Then I'll get to kill her again. But then when Lincoln comes over and opens it, like, okay, fine, fuck you, and then kills him and sets the play. She blows him up at one point, too, which I always forget about yeah like when i went oh the robot like, dies five times yeah there's a there's a gas explosion what? that she oh. like lights him on and it explodes you forgot too <laughs> right yeah because after that point i'm always like i barely remember the robot having the red white and blue because she paints yeah, like an she american, paints the american flag. Flag. yeah but all the images i see in my mind is in black and i'm like why in the fuck i'm like oh because he got blown up <laughs> that's all the scorching of the fire so wait let's let's count the robot deaths all right he gets blown up He's blown up. Right, That's why. Next, in the kitchen. next, he's on fire, and he gets shot out the window by the group, right? By the RoboCop group, who's yep. just blown him away. Yeah, yep. two. So that's two. Uh, climbs back after up. that. They're out. Mo shoots the, him in the face. Yeah, Mo shoots him in the face, and then he's down. Like he shoots him in the face, and he's down on the ground. Yeah, and then like s- split second snap later, he's up and going to the computers. After he's injected Mo, who's yep. freaking out and freaks out for like 
it felt like ten minutes. That was. It was kind of like just trip out, dude. right? Trip and out like and cut it. yourself. Yeah. And then the bugs are crawling on his arm, and shit's going wrong. And then the robots at the computer's going, "Ah, I'm a robot!" <laughs> waving ah! his arms around. He think, is. But that was part of his That's vision, wasn't right. it? Yeah, that was, was like part of his vision. But the way it was shot seemed shit. really like. I seem like, like it seemed like <laughs> watch like every Guar video, and that's like how it was shot. This handheld like it does. It goes handheld. They're moving in. They're looking at everybody. His, his hands are just waving like he's a like Chuck E. Cheese. Like Richard Stanley directed some Guar videos. Who knows? Who knows? Do you ever get I the, wouldn't doubt it. Do you get the sense that Terry Gilliam like shot this film at, at points? No. Does it, does it ever have that? Feeling They're all too? British. They're genius. drawn from the same like you I know. I don't have a sense of Terry <laughs> Gilliam. No, no, I don't. Like uh, like a Brazil, yeah, Fisher mm. King, nope, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, some of it, yeah, I've seen Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Thirteen monkeys, twelve monkeys, yeah, I think twelve <laughs> monkeys. I've seen, I've seen twelve monkeys. That, that was like ten years ago. I haven't seen twelve monkeys. I'm thinking of. I want to see twelve monkeys. That was yeah. the Imaginarium 12 monkeys, of great. Doctor Parnas. Whatever the fuck. Yeah, There's a new one coming out. Yeah, yeah, but here we go. But, so, so, so is that times. all the deaths? That, that's uh, then they're hanging out the window. He shoots him in the head. <laughs> so I forgot what happened after that. So he shoots him in the head. He's at the he's the he's like I'm a robot at back. the computer. Chief gets cut in half. Right. Everybody gets cut in half at that point. She goes in with the baseball bat, which yep. nothing else affects this fucking robot, but a fucking baseball, baseball bat's bat. gonna take him down. Yeah, yeah he, he can't, can't do take it. With that. But then that's that whole thing. It dies in the shower. It, it, it dies in the shower. She yeah, jumps water. in the shower too, just to be like, ugh, it's over. It's finally over. It's finally over. Because he gets shot in the head again by Shades and then beaten with a baseball bat. Yeah. It's like four times. Well, Shades' bullet doesn't do anything except ricochet no. off, yeah. apparently. <laughs> like, it's the, it's yeah, the water right. finally kills yeah. him. Yeah. The water is the rain. Thing. But no, <laughs> we were talking about, I think, what I wanted to get back to. The other pro- Some of the problems I had with this for a story, like, after she, like, swings through the window into the, the Chinese lady's room and lands oh, on the table and everything, there's then there's that dead. whole, there's a whole sequence of things where she's, like, laying around, and everyone's hovering over her, and, she, you know, she's all bandaged up and looking ridiculous. Well, she's, like, dead. You, they ever, right. You're supposed to think she's dead. It's, like, right. dudes right. upstairs, like, out. dying, and she's dead. And that's like, fine. Oh, Moe's actually going to be the hero of this movie. Right, but then it gets to the point where they're all, like... Hover... Like, they're hovering around her. They're, the they're like, stop, stop, no one can... Right. There's seven people, and they can't get this one lady with a bat right. to stop and they're going f- down the hallway. Right. Everybody's just running around, like, oh. And in, and it's this whole, she's got like, a bat. everyone's in your face thing. Did it make you feel crazy? No. Was it... It's like anxiety. What, no, what is it's like? What is this doing? What does this do for the story? What what is this? You're supposed to think that the other characters think she's overreacting, but it's like, well, she fell through a window, like yeah. And she's like, I gotta get up because she's like, the thing is still up there, and they're like, no, 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 you're fine, you're fine, whatever. Shameful. She's like, no, it's up there with Mo, so she knows that Mo's in trouble. She has to get back up there. It's still dumb. It takes so many people, and it, nobody can, like, just tackle does. her and get her like, down. They're just like, around her as she moves. don't it's get like hit by the bat. She's just moving with them. <laughs> like, oh, my God, the bat. Like, the bat is the scariest the, yeah, thing in the world. The, the bat. bat is keeping everyone away. Well, the other He's guys got, guns. got the gun. Yeah. yeah, right. The bat is yeah, what kills the robot. they're all friends. They're all neighbors. But that's why it? when she actually clocks Vernon on the head... That's what Chief is like. He's got the gun, but he's like, fuck. You know, like, you can see it in his face. He's like, oh, you actually hit Vernon. You know, it's like, no, it's real. Yeah. Then he gets fucking killed by the yeah. yeah. It's just, it's Big so, moment of drama, because we're losing Chief, who yeah. we just met like a minute ago, yeah. but 
such an important character. And how about it's so great when it's Shades just, it's has also to do the, like the doorway video game levels level up. You know, you gotta, you gotta get <laughs> like, through that. But he gets through the door and then jumps. Like anybody else notice that? He's like, <laughs> <laughs> and he lands in the well. He is tripping pose. on acid. He is tripping. Still, so. Give him that. Awesome. But, yeah. It's amazing. That yeah, it really that is. Far. I hated how there was like that missing scene when. Uh, when the robot grabs her out of the window, like before she falls through the Chinese uh, family's window, where the robot grabs her out of the window, they fall back, but there's like no shot of like her grabbing onto the wire. I mean, there's just like this whole little missing section, right. like, are, never mind oh, how that happens. Yeah, there are Wait, little missing it. pieces. It's just like, oh, now well, they're they 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 like, how are we going to do that? Or not. Exactly. They have Mo come out the door with the shotgun. He's just like, yeah, right? He's like looking up and looking. He's like, it's like, oh, you're down there. Dylan McDermott thought he was going to be so badass. Oh, dude, he was like, I was watching. He's like, man, he's like a poor man's Richard Gere. so happy. <laughs> well, I'm sure you had to think it was awesome because you look at the dailies and you'd be like, "Yeah, this looks pretty good, yeah. right?" Yeah. Why don't we cut it together? And did he have a, like a Tyson colors. face tattoo in the beginning? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, weird that, too. Yeah, it just kind of faded. Like, away. Away. It's yeah. the future, man. It just washed Everybody off has. in the shower. The yeah, Mike Tyson tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like... All right then. Oh, yeah. Are we ready for ramping up? <laughs> we start with Sean. Uh, no, oh, we'll start with. No. Oh, start with Brent. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a Collins movie. Yep. Um, start with Brent. Yeah, it's Collins movie, all right. What, what can you <laughs> the Colin pick. say about this? I mean, I think that I think this movie has everything, I think, uh, to a specific fan base. I mean, it's, you're, you know, you're not going to get your uh, romantic uh, comedies out of this film. But uh, I think that if you're a sci-fi goer, if you're a horror nut if you're a a an action junkie um i think that this movie brings everything to the table and it does it in a way that um it's not i wouldn't call it unique but i would say that it puts its own spin it is own, a certain style of its own style on uh, uh specifically the apocalyptic future Robot killer, killer robot, you know, <laughs> romance, action, uh, nomad <laughs> subgenre. <laughs> that it's a very um, specific subgenre. Yeah, and it puts its own flavor on it, and I think it's, I think it's fucking awesome. I think that this movie, you should definitely check it out um, if you have the opportunity. This, I, I didn't even know it existed until Colin. <laughs> told me about it and showed me the trailer and let me tell you the trailer does not do it justice at all like see the trailer. Yeah, the really bad it's... voiceover like so, here <laughs> yeah, we are the... in the future <laughs> and you're like what the in a world even if it had the in, in, a, world. in this yeah. world in what a world, world are we in? oh yes yeah, yeah it's really it's, bad it's terrible but uh <laughs> but this film is not terrible it's a film... completely original movie where a robot <laughs> kills a girl <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> original it's not, but um, I, I think that it, 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 like I said, it brings its own flavor and its own style to this subgenre that um, I think pays off. For me, it was effective, and there, there's, there are moments like there's almost chapters like that you can sit down and just watch this scene, or just watch that scene, you know. And um, I, each, each one of them, each little storyline or little, you know suspense moment in this film was satisfying to me and the overarching killer robot was also satisfying um 
yeah, I, I like it. I didn't I didn't expect it to be greater than the Terminator movies and <laughs> there, there, there's few that are, but I, I also I, I enjoy the eyes, you know, like you you see obviously those eyes spinning. It's a little bit different, but little it's camera lenses. Yeah, the the little yeah, the clearly lenses. <laughs> yeah, clearly like, camera yeah. lenses. <laughs> cool. like, whatever they had lined around the shop, they just like put together on this thing. But and also, um, it's got probably one of the sexiest sex scenes, like I can think of. The '90s, I think, were great at that. The ones that would go there, like yeah. It was, I remember at the time it was surprisingly explicit and long. It's, yeah, <laughs> it is long. It's with a with a creepy commentary as well. Yeah, oh, and that guy kind of ruins wow. it. Yeah, you're yeah. like wow. Yeah, yeah. You're like oh. uh, I know, right? At that point, like oh man, it was. It was good, and then this guy came in and fucking salivated it up, and it was, oh, it's just, just <laughs> it's this greasy, nasty, yeah, greasy motherfucker. Greasy fat guy. But, I actually uh, wanted that to be the friend. I wanted that to be Shades. Right? That's where and I that's, thought it was kind of going. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, thought, oh. I thought Shades was the guy's, like, who, where she's earlier. She's like, you rung my doorbell again. I thought it was Shades. Mm. Like, that's where I was going with that. Because he's like, I keep yeah. my eye on her, yeah. and then the guy with the well, telephone. Well, yeah, lens. they build that up, and then it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Because he's well, tripping out. Maybe was supposed to. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We fooled you into thinking this movie had a they weren't that few smart. plots. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. They, they weren't that smart. Well, I mean, they would have fooled themselves out of a better plot device. <laughs> But I think the fact that Shades drops acid and then, like, that whole romance thing goes away because he's too fucked up to to deal with any sort of, you know, jealousy or or romance. Um, but overall, yeah, I think that you need to check this film out. It's it's great. It's got killer robots. What else do you need? It's got a hot, hot chick. You need more. And, well, let no, us you, know. No, what else do you need, need Sean? You need more. I, I think you need a, maybe a little bit more of a coherent story to the movie. Uh, how long was this movie? Do we know? Uh, 45 minutes. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> really? Hour and 101 minutes. Because uh, it felt, I mean, once, especially once you got to the end, it felt like it just went on forever. Because I was ready, personally I was ready when they shot this robot out the window, I was ready for some sort of conclusion near around that point. And then there was another 20 minutes of, of movie after that. Um... Uh, yeah, I needed. I wasn't expect. I'm not going into this movie expecting an Aliens or a Terminator or something like that. I'm not expecting something of that high quality. I know that, but I expect a little something out of the movies I watch. A little more coherency of the storyline. I think this movie kind of veers off onto its little storylines a little too much. I think the ending went on a little too, a little too long. Uh, to me, this was a movie that you know you're sitting around your house at two o'clock in the morning. You're 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 switching through stars and HBO, and it's the movie you stop on midway through and you go, "Oh, well, I've never seen this one before." You watch like a half hour of it, click to another channel. Hey, is this Terminator? Come, right, <laughs> come back twenty minutes later, like what? This fucker's still on. All right, and then you're in a completely different thing, going, "Wow!" It's like, eh. all right, and then you click away again, and then come back. And then you watch like the last ten minutes of the ending, and everything. It's like, huh? I kind of want to watch to see what like the other parts of that were. And then like it's better that way, wanting to watch the other parts to see what the whole is, rather than seeing what the whole is. To me, um, I I don't think I can recommend this. Like I don't see a reason why I would come back to this movie. Um, I'll, I can get whatever. There's there's some good parts to it, um, but I can get. 
whatever I got out of this movie from other movies. And yeah, uh, it's not a recommend for me. I can't do it. Like uh, I can watch them again. If you're sitting around, you know, watching Cinemax at two in the morning, like stop and watch the movie. Like it's it's that movie. But <laughs> so that is a recommendation. Well, I mean, for, if you yeah, haven't seen what, it, you should see. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, watch the twenty minutes on Cinemax at three in the morning. Like I'll get I'll give you that. But other than that, I mean, I I wouldn't like seek it out specifically to watch it. You know, if it was just flipping through the channels at three in the morning, you know, stop and be like, eh, okay. And then go on with your life. All right. <laughs> and there it is. I think the concept of this movie is really good. I think the concept is better than the actual, like, product. Um, I think uh, I think really what could have made a huge difference in this movie, basically, if you would have, like, had, like, a robot running around the apartment building instead of the room, you would have just at least had something a little bit more suspenseful, I guess. Maybe it interacts with the characters more than the characters coming up to it. It goes to them. Well, kinda. Yeah, but it's just following. I mean, it's just following like a slasher etiquette. You know, I mean, I like what the uh, director does. I mean, this, the robot was scarier when it was like a detached head and the camera like goes in on a close up of it. You know, it's like the director knew how to make a you know unanimated things seem threatening like you knew that this fucking thing is coming back to life man this fucking i mean it was yeah i thought he did a great job at that it's just yeah when he came alive it's just like ah. i think it was kind of a hard just a just the robot design made the robot really stiff it's like boy this is like top of the line military it's just got this like stiff neck it's got like I'm a super robot. Look out for my needles. You know, I got needles with drugs in them. It's like, eh. And a chainsaw. And it's, well, but the chainsaw, I don't see, I don't know that. I mean, that's something he could have just added on because he's in the apartment and he's grabbing what he can, right? It seemed like it because we only ever saw the blade and never how it really connected. Well, because he was like, well, yeah, he was, it, it connected almost like a scorpion tail in a way. You think? Yeah, because when she, when the, the the room does like a diagnosis of, and it shows like a really like, the like cheap schematic, right. yeah, yeah, and it shows like yeah. a wireframe of the robot, so you can, so you can see how it was like in back as like an arm, but it looked like almost like when you watch those like robot fight shows, <laughs> and it's just this like dangling, like, yeah. it's just hanging lifeless. So I, th- I just think the robot design was a, probably a big problem for him all around, just how exciting the movie was and how because really you just had the puppet arms like i mean it was like a jim henson like a thing where you got the stationary robot that kind of wiggles around but then you got the moving arms of the like well yeah like because it's like the whole body was stiff but the hands moved with a lot of human humanist like motions and i just thought that was a little like eh, i don't know did something to me it was it made me too aware that there's human hands in those puppet arms, and the rest of the robot is is nothing, you know, not doing anything. I like the idea of the poison making you enjoy your death. I think that's a cool idea. That's like a Joker toxic venom or something. It's a good idea, and I like how when the dude was dying, I like how he was like laying down in bed with her, and he's like, "I ain't going nowhere," and he didn't have his robot hand, and you know, because that's what the drug does to you. Right. So I thought it had really good ideas. I just thought the movie took itself too seriously. Like, it tried to be one of those, like, I don't know, really, I mean, pretty artsy, I guess, uh, which was good for the photography. But for the script, it's like, man, I could use a little levity. It's like, they've been, 
They've been living in this post-apocalyptic world for years. They should be used to it. They shouldn't be like, like kicking themselves around because they live in it. Because that's the world they live in. Uh, there were some jokes on the uh, on the midget earlier. Yeah. Yeah, LV. You're what is it? You're as tall as you're ever gonna be. Here. Whatever. You're as high as. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there, was, there was a couple. Yeah. Zing. Ooh. <laughs> but I just like because the girl had no levity. She was all about how she doesn't want this guy to keep leaving. She only sees him for a few months at a time or whatever. And you know, like you said, there was the weird friend shades that seemed like he was saying some creepy stuff about watching the girl that didn't pan out to anything she even had like a little conversation with the guy like kind of personal about what she was doing thinking like maybe there's something here right. did they did they fuck while the guy was gone that's did they I, I mean there could have been a million other things that happened there <laughs> not that that's where i'm going to this movie to see but they right. fucking put it in there so i'm like well where is it you made a point of having these people write you know say this and do yeah, this that just gives an extra flavor you don't but it doesn't when you but when you don't but when you don't see where it goes it just makes it nothing it just makes it because that's what it is. It's nothing. We no, have it, it an interesting. That Shades is interested in the girl. It's just she, you know, in that moment where it's like, you know, she's talking to him instead of Mo. She just doesn't want to talk to Mo at that moment, you know. And so she's talking to Shades, and, and Shades is, you know, he. You can tell that they don't know each other very well in the way that you know he talks to her, it's like yeah. they fucked on accident. But yeah. you just and then, and then like she starts talking to Mo, and he's like, "Oh well, you know, there you go. There's, there's Mo. So I'm just gonna fucking awkwardly like leave the room, go home, hang out with myself, and dose ass. You know, I mean, like <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't know. So I, I just, just think it's he does like her. That's why he keeps well, an eye on we him get like that. that. Yeah. It's just yeah, that the the, the writers like could have just done something with it to make the movie kind of interesting. Instead of like just having these characters like come into the room, and be like, "What robot? Where? Ah!" And it's like, "Where the fuck did the robot go now?" There's two rooms in this place, <laughs> you know. There's nowhere to hide. There's nowhere to fucking hide. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's almost like it's. I mean, I guess if you if you like if you can handle '90s robot movies. Because, I mean, I mean, as a kid, like, if I would have saw this in 91, I probably would have been a big fan of it. Because I used to watch Cyborg, Cyborg oh, 2, yeah. Evolver. Yeah. You know, there's lots of really <laughs> so I'm cheesy... That guy uh, <laughs> I saw it back then. Yeah. <laughs> With but, those other then ones. Again, but I would have like been 11, more though. Than those other ones. <laughs> That's the thing. Well, because this, this tried Cyborg. to be more serious. It tried to be yeah. way more serious, which to me is a detriment in my like as I'm older I'm like fuck if this would have been this would have had a little bit more fun with itself it'd be a more entertaining movie just try to be too serious so like I wouldn't say it doesn't have a story because I mean a story the story's simple it's just such a simple story that you need to fill it with stuff right and it's just like what they did fill it with was kind of like eh, they could have done a little bit more they could have had a little bit more killer robot made the robot a little bit more of a you know a uh, scary thing I think maybe they were worried about being able to fill the time frame with a scarier robot because, or a, a more aggressive robot because it is it is just in an apartment. I mean, yeah. well, well, it'd be really more happen, money. The, well, the robot would just kill the girl and then movie's over. Where instead of, you know, dragging it but out. But couldn't he have killed her? I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like, that's when I start feeling like, this fucking killer robot sucks because he can kill all these other people. Just because they're in this room, but she can get away like over and over again. It was like she's not leaving the room. Well, there was some like <laughs> weird meta 
physical thing there where the robot was talking in Moe's voice. This, See, that's not, what I wanted to come back to. Yeah, I'm not she, sure where yes. this, but the robot says, like, I love you, Jill, and well, all yeah, this stuff. But, and it's like, oh, yeah, is he it fucks, because he wants to fuck her yeah, he wants, with the drill. See, that's the thing. Right. He wants to fuck her with the drill. She's the her. one who brought him to life. That's, I guess, the thing. But so does she, the, but does like, the robot... Like the William Hootkins, or the, whatever, the Lincoln, she, he wants to imprison her and keep her in the room with him. So does the, robot, the robot give robot away wants. the weakness? Because it's through that that she learns that the flaw in the robot's design, yeah. and it makes it seem like it's coming, like, because his robot hand comes back to life. Yeah. It makes it seem like it's coming from Mo. She's like, tell me Mo, but she's talking to right, the robot, it's really... Right, yeah. that's, yeah. that's a little weird. Everybody like, wants to shack up with this hot... They really do. Chick. She's that the is only chick. What the movie's about? Fucking even the robot. Yeah, even the robot. This drill dick. So if we look at it from that perspective, then it's a goddamn classic <laughs> modern cinema yeah. of robot, it's, female, or human. I don't know. Uh, How many movies are Like I said, there could have been a better robot. robot. I think maybe Saturn 3. We'll I've seen cheaper movies with better looking robots, so robot that's all I got to say. Robot wants to screw Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> I got to see that. So, I... <sighs> it's like I want to recommend it just because I, I like how it's shot, even though it's a little orange and blue. Oh. But the story is a little like lackluster. So I don't know. I'm a half and half there. I'm a half in it tonight. Half and half. That's half a 50%. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I recognize that the movie is not, you know, uh, it's not great. You know, like it's not a mainstream success or, you know. But it's one of those, like, you know, things that you find and you're like, you know what, I like this movie. I mean, it is like, I don't know, guilty pleasure or not even so. I mean, it's no, a, it's no, a, that's right. It's a, right. It's a classic <laughs> in my house, right? I mean, in, like, your oh, in my house. <laughs> in the house of Clark. Yeah, it is a classic. Uh, I, I just, I dig, I think, uh, actually, Travis probably nailed it earlier. It is like somebody, like, from Full Moon. This isn't what happened, but this is what it feels like. It's like someone from Full Moon assigned a story of a robot, you kill a robot, to Richard Stanley. Said, we don't really have a budget. You got one set. You can have three actors. You can come up with something, and we can do it. And he came up with something. And, you know, that's what it feels like. <clears throat> but when you're watching, it's like, well, I mean, they went and, you know, just went and did, you know, again, it's a lot of detail on the uh, the props, a lot of detail on the world. Uh, really interesting, you know, photography. I think the guy, like, obviously, <clears throat> again, Richard Stanley, I think, absorbed a lot of, you know, because I'm seeing, like, the influence of, like, Dario Argento or Mario Bava, like, Italian horror films, slasher films, you know, uh, all those 80s post-apocalyptic, you know. I mean, it's just kind of like, you know, somebody lives with all that shit in their head, and then, you know, they get an opportunity to do a movie, and that's what comes out. So, is it derivative? You know, in in that sense, yeah, but not specifically like we're ripping off the Terminator. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel like a direct rip off. It just feels like I've you know I'm having all these fucking dreams about robots and you know because I saw the Terminator and I saw you know all these you know like Suspiria and I saw you know Alien and it just kind of you know uh, put it all together. Um, yeah, so I mean on that basis, I would recommend it. I think it's. Uh, you know, I mean, I think, again, you you know, like Brent said, I think you have to be a science fiction fan and a horror movie fan, but that's probably, 
Yeah, I'm guessing that's who you are if you're listening to this podcast. You got a little bit of that in your veins. So if you haven't seen hardcore, hardcore, hardware, I would definitely <laughs> see hardcore. Yeah, we'll have see to, hardcore you, too. You should yeah. see hardcore too. It's with George C. Scott. It's very good. Maybe we'll do that on the podcast. But uh, <laughs> hardware, yeah, recommended uh, by Colin. So there you go. And next week we're doing Travis's pick. And that's going to be... We are watching Kids in the Hall Brain Candy. I know Ooh. you're thinking not very Christmassy, but you'll see why it is. Ooh. Well, it doesn't have to be Christmassy. Yeah, it kind of does. Okay, fine. I thought that's what we were going for. Uh, that's no, just a we'll thing go, where we'll I just that. continued we'll it, but we didn't... We don't, it's well, not, whatever. It's yeah. not very Christmassy, but there's a little Christmassy. It's a very thin string. It's a very thin string. Is it more or so. less Christmassy than hardware? It is a little bit more because it actually has scenes with like Frosty the Snowman and reindeers, and like it actually has scenes of Christmas and snow. There was not. There was women wearing reindeer heads, dancing wildly. like mascot. That's not yeah, actually reindeer. Might be been the most enjoyable part. It's of not, it's close to real reindeer, just not the actual thing. So, yeah. so there you go. So tune in next week or uh, check out all of our previous shows. On uh, SaturdayNightFreakShow.blogspot.com, you can reach us, SaturdayNightFreakShow, at Yahoo.com if you agree, disagree, or know, you know what uh, Kali, you know, actually oh, is the Oh, God of Destruction. Oh, see, there you go. Like time, the robot. God of Time, Change, Bow. and Destruction. That could be why there were so many shots of clocks in this movie. <laughs> there you go. Uh, digital clocks. Digital clocks. So there you go. Uh, yeah, until next time. Uh, Toodles. This is what you want. This is what you get. This is what you want. This is what you get. This is what you want. This is what you get. This is what you want. This is what you get. This is what you want. This is what you get. This is what you want. This is what you get.